Welcome to the family with co-host Catherine Brandt, Ralph Doyle, Vashon MD, Hackmaster, and Andy Brandt Bernard. And we'll be right back to kick off hour two with the family. Walls Auto Motor Group, Walls.com, and Doug Sprinthal. Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking. So when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle. It is, And it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. <laughs> so, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. We're rocking out. That's all I know. Dr. Basham. Yes, sir. Um, infectious disease expert Michael Osterholm said on Sunday that the nation is facing a Category 5 storm as the new and more infectious coronavirus variant first detected in the United Kingdom spreads in the United States. We are going to see something like we have not seen yet in this country. Osterholm told NBC's Chuck Todd on Meet the Press Sunday that Americans shouldn't be fooled by the falling infection numbers. Uh, Osterholm is director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota and who served on President Joe Biden's COVID-19 advisory board during the transition, called for giving as many people as possible, especially older Americans, a single dose of the two-dose vaccines rather than ensuring everyone receives the full two doses on schedule. We can really do a lot to reduce the number of serious illnesses and deaths in this next big surge, which is definitely coming. What say you, Doc? Uh, we got to keep the hysteria going so we can maintain our power. Yep. Have to main. Oh, we Is don't know. We never know. We're never going to know. We're never going to know. Don't let get this fool you because man, it's going to happen again. You know, I, I, um, I don't know. I, I just have, uh, you know, when I interviewed him on the podcast, mm-hmm. I, it just was an interesting. It was an interesting experience because one of the first questions I asked was, well, you know, what about the people that are asymptomatic or relatively asymptomatic? And he immediately dismissed me. Saying, "Oh, that's no, the facts are clear," 
And then, and not but 10 minutes later, he says, oh, yeah, but there's a lot of people that just may just have a headache or something that might be asymptomatic with this. We'll never know. And it was just the most bizarre. Well, what's that? Isn't that true, Andy? Yeah. Yeah. It was the most bizarre thing. So really? I, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I just don't know. You know, in, in this new and more infectious disease, well, yeah, we might, people, more people might get it. Yeah, but, it's interesting how they're focusing so hard on the infectious, the virality of it, yeah, but not right. the lethality of it. Because almost always, when a virus mutates to become more viral, it becomes less lethal. Almost always. Because really? a virus, I mean, evolution selects for more viruses being made. So if a virus infects you and you die, you're not going to be making a whole lot more viruses. Of that one, yeah, yeah. So the, technically, the best virus from an evolutionary perspective is one that doesn't kill you, but... Yep infects you all the time that's right that's so, and that's what viruses t- trend toward that's why the common cold is so common because it doesn't kill you unless you're extremely sick already but it's very very easy to get just like a parasite the best parasite is the one that doesn't kill you yeah tapeworm. Just, yeah they don't kill you, you. they just they're, <laughs> they stick around they stick around you dump them, you poop them out and then they're still around yes they are yeah Guinea worms are that way, too. Yeah, guinea worms, same thing. It comes out of you. It cripples you a little bit, but it came out. didn't kill you. So, Yeah, I remember, God, a couple of months ago now, it was that uh, uh, Dr. Osterholm was on the morning show, and he said, Tom, I hope you remember this, because you and I talked 15 years ago on the KQ morning show, and he did predict 15. I checked it out. Okay. He predicted 15 years ago this was going to happen. Well, I think we've all been seeing it coming. The well, population. Maybe you and Doctor Oster. The population explosion. We've everyone's been saying. Yeah, you know, that's this, true. You can't cram this many people into such a small area and not have some sort of yeah. plague come out of it. Yeah. yeah, look at it. I mean, it's Illinois, it's California, it's New York, it's mm. all those places where they jam people in yep. together as much as they possibly can. Viruses love that environment. Yeah, or any disease likes that environment. It spreads so quickly yeah. because it just yep. is around everybody. You know, I, you know, I, you know, and I, I respect the man's intellect, but I'm and just I just don't know. I'm just not feeling the the seriousness of this. You know, this the idea, this idea of lethality is really a key comment that uh, Andy brought out. Is that you know, if it's not more lethal or if it's less lethal, who cares if you get sick? You get cold. Yeah. I mean, and most people are, don't get sick. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is very true. We've been going at it almost a year now. And it's, uh, yep. what, I think it is about a year, but let's say it's yeah. almost a year. Just about. I know they, they, I believe it was revealed on the news that it was definitely a problem on February 13th. I do remember that day. So we're just a couple of, not even a couple of weeks away from, but a week and a half away from that date of a, a year already. Uh, and I have not had I have not had a cold. I've not had the flu. I haven't had I haven't had anything other than allergies this whole entire year. Yeah. So I don't know. But I don't jam in with people. I don't you know. I don't just I don't go to football parties and I don't go no, to any of that stuff. So. Yeah, almost all cases come from people who do that kind of thing. Yeah, a group of yeah, people together that's... talking, laughing, joking, drinking. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about drinking, but that element or that situation in a closed environment, yeah, you can that virus is around. Yep. You know, but you know, I guess my question is, when are we going to stop wearing masks? Never. When are we? You think gonna... it'll never happen, Andy? We're going to have him implanted at birth. 
Well, <laughs> well you yeah, wonder, it's, you it's because that's that's an easy mandate. Oh, everybody has to wear a mask. You have to wear a mask everywhere. You know, you have to wear a mask. It's a bizarre and odd thing because once you're immunized, you're immunized. You're you, not, you're not, you, you might think. get sick, but you don't get bad sick. And at that point, well, I might get a cold. I'm not going to die, but I might get a cold. We have yeah. Wendy on the phone. Wendy, Wendy, Wendy is on the phone, phone, phone. What's up, Wendy? Hello. Um, if you want to, you know, what what would you like to know about COVID from someone that's actually had it? Oh, you had COVID. That's right. I forgot. So how, how did it go? You know, the funny thing is, until I lost my sense of taste and smell, I honestly didn't know it was COVID I had. I thought it was just be every you know every year in january we get some kind of like cold or crud Mm -hmm. you know with a little bit of fever a little bit of tired you know just it's something we get every year and then all of a sudden and i will warn you this comes on extremely rapidly all of a sudden like overnight i lost my sense of taste i lost about 75 percent of my sense of taste and 100 percent of my sense of smell which was interesting Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, honestly, I mean, I was and still am, you know, I have kind of tiredness and my boss is totally cool about it. You know, if I need to take a, you know, an afternoon and like rest up or whatever. But, you know, I think honestly, in a case like this, something you need to have is good preparedness issues, because let's face it, you guys met me, you know me, I have... I have some of the conditions, you know, being overweight, I have type 2 diabetes, and those, you know, risk factors, and they try to scare you with those. But, you know, I take multivitamins every day. I take, you know, I I handle my my conditions. You know, obviously I've started losing weight, but, you know, I'm, I, I do, you know, take the pills that my doctor tells me to take, and... I take multivitamins and, you know, some extra vitamin C. And just for the hell of it, I started taking some vitamin D because uh, that was what a lot of places recommended. And I think if you just take care of yourself when you actually get it, it's not going to be as bad as you think. I mean, if you if you don't take care of yourself, I mean, I thank God that I quit smoking eight years ago because this could have been a whole hell of a lot worse. But uh, it's, you know, it's, it wasn't bad. I mean, you just, it's something that makes you realize you have to take care of yourself. And people ask me where we got it. Well, we don't know exactly where it came from because all three of us got it. We think it may have been because my daughter works at a grocery store. We think it may yeah. have been from her work. And, you know, not blaming the grocery store. I mean, they had mask protocols and all that. It's just that some of the people that come through the grocery store, dumb as a box of rocks, just rude. <laughs> and I, I have another friend that works in a grocery store, a different store somewhere in the Twin Cities. And she said that there was a woman that came into their store and she was like sneezing and touching everything. And she got over to the pharmacy and she was talking on the phone, and she said, yeah, I can't believe I tested positive for COVID. No mask, touching everything. Oh, yeah. oh. Yeah. 
And uh, the health department had to come in and uh, throw away a bunch of produce and anything she touched and anybody she came in contact with because security told her that she had to leave. And so the pharmacist, security, and a few other people all tested positive within a week. And they think it was because of this person. Oh, God. Just being irresponsible. so you have to be considerate. I mean, you know, basically, yeah. prepare yourself, get good habits going. I mean, get good sleep, take your multivitamins, just take care of yourself. Don't drink a lot. Don't smoke a lot. Don't, you know, do all the stuff that you're not supposed to be really doing in the first place. Just take care of yourself. And yep. it might not be so bad when you get it, you know, because we're, we're out of quarantine. We're like, quote, unquote, back to life. But it's... It, it, it could have been a whole lot worse if we didn't take care of ourselves in the first place. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, and if you think you have it, and that whole lots of taste and smell thing, um, the minute that happened, I made an appointment, a video appointment with my doctor, and then they sent me for a drive-thru test through um, they have a drive-thru place. It's great. You don't have to get out of the car or anything. Um, and then you just get it taken care of, you know, when you get diagnosed, follow the orders that they tell you to follow and you're fine. You know, if you don't freak out about it and just take some basic hygienic, you know, take some, the risk factors, just, you know, take care of yourself, be aware of around you. And when you get it, don't freak out about it because mental health, I think might make it worse for people. Yeah, you that's know? probably true. You're probably right about that. I don't oh, know. And, we'll and, just keep fighting. One, one hint that I tried, by the way, I will put this out there. I do like to, you know, I have some essential oils that I like to make bath and body products with or whatever. But I read an article and I thought, eh, might as well try it. It talks about olfactory tra- olfactory retraining with essential oils. And yep. I thought, oh, yeah. I got them around. Yeah. I might as well try it. By God. It actually works. I mean, it worked for me. I'm not saying it works for everybody. Just put that out there. But give it a shot if you have them. I mean, it helped me get them back a lot quicker than I thought I was going to. But everybody don't worry and take care of yourselves, you know? Yep, I think it's great advice. So, so anybody else in the family get it? No, just the three of us. My husband continued to work, but his job, yeah, his job is an outdoor job, so he... His employers knew about it, and he just worked by himself. Didn't come in contact with anybody. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad that you're still with us. That's good. I'm glad to hear that, you know. I was never worried about it. You know, I think everybody's just, you know, blowing a lot of smoke. They're, They're taking the worst possible scenario and applying it to the general populace to scare people. And people shouldn't be afraid. You know, it, it's it's definitely survivable. It's not as, I mean, some people do have worse symptoms. Some people have even less symptoms than we did. It's okay. Be sensible about things. Makes total sense to me. Wendy, as always, you and Craig both with the great advice. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Now, I'm going to get back to work. I just thought I'd chime in and tell you guys to have a good weekend. Happy birthday, Alex. I know she's not there, but, you know, maybe she'll hear it on the on the review. 
She will indeed. Thanks, Wendy. Yep, see ya. See you later. We'll take a break and be right back with the family. Tom Bernard with the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski, who just so happens to be a very good friend of mine. If you're trying to get me to give you some shots on the golf course next time, it's not going to work, Tom. Well, it was worth a shot. So, from refinancing your home to small business loans or just a new checking account, you are a locally owned community bank. So what does that mean to folks listening, Michael? We take pride in individually crafted and customized solutions for your business with quick response times to all our customers, Tom. If you're tired of talking to pre-recorded voices and the wait times that can be forever, we answer the phone in Roseville, Edina, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview. Plus, if it's important for your banker to know who you are, that's us, because we're your neighbor. So you're easy to find in a place people can trust. I learned that from personal experience, you know. Next year, I'll give you a couple shots on the front nine. Well, who am I to say no? Why not bank with my family's banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. The 2021 Bloomington Boat Show is here and going on now. Over 60 boats on display from Premier, Avalon, Berkshire, Alumacraft, and more. Over 25,000 square feet means the biggest inventory, the best dealer incentives, and limited-time factory rebates. Since there's a pretty good chance you'll be spending 2021 distancing, do it on the family boat you want. Register to win a new Suzuki outboard, valued at $5,000. Suzuki, the ultimate outboard. Shop boats, safe distance, and see what's new for 2021 in a heated 25,000-square-foot showroom at Dan Southside Marine in Bloomington. The biggest inventory means you get the boat you want, rigged the way you wanted it, with every rebate and incentive available. Ask about the new Alumacraft competitor FSX, the best new fish ski crossover on the market. It's the 2021 Bloomington Boat Show at Dan Southside Marine, located six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Yeah, I I really liked what uh, Wendy was saying. I wish that people would just do that all the time. If you're sick, stay home. Yeah. If you're sick, don't cough all over the place. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't sneeze everywhere. Just use some common sense. I know. It's like so many things that are like, oh, we're uh, the airlines. We're wiping down seats now. It's like, why weren't you always doing that? Yeah, well, that's a good point, Andy. <laughs> profits, profits, profits. Yeah, I suppose. Well, there's going to be some. There's going to be some permanent changes as a result of this yeah. uh, new understanding of the world and um, microbiology. There's going to be so maybe people will be more sensitive and, and be more uh, considerate and not go out. But people still do it. Well, They're still know, going to. Did you know that the average person gets the, a cold like three or four times a year? No, really? they do. Yeah. I I read that and I was like, how are people, like, what are you doing in your day to day life where you're getting sick every two to three months? Because well, I get I a cold say, maybe every what four or five years. But well, when and if you have children and they go to yeah, elementary that's, school, that's I can guarantee yeah, you you will a, be sick <laughs> as hell for years. <laughs> you will never not have yeah, a cult. I, that's I, just I, how it works. I do remember my rotate, my first rotation uh, on the pediat the, the pediatric oh, God, hospital yeah. on general surgery, three months, and I thought to myself, "Well, how bad can this be? I'll wash my hands. I'll take care of myself." I was sick. For three months, I was sick. Ugh. One right after yep. cold, one right after another. Man, it was like a mess. 
I was <laughs> worthless for three months. You know, i got to ask you guys a question. We brought this up earlier, and I, I really am working on this. I, I, I absolutely want to see if there's some way we can get a third party up and running. Not that I could do that by myself. That's not what I mean at all. But we two-party systems don't work. We need a third party to calm the other two parties down from going too far right and too far left. We need a third party. And the number one thing we need to do is why all this hate? You know how wonderfully America was doing before COVID? Yeah. Everything was great. It's always been a wonderful place to live. If we're so racist and horrible, why do so many brown people want to rush to be here? Seriously, if they had thought we were really racist, do you think they'd come here? Nope. No, I'm not saying we're perfect. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. But it's an idiotic argument by upper-end and very wealthy white people. They're using it as a tool to make money. When are you going to see that that's the deal? They're making money off of spitting out and puking up their hatred and telling people, poor people in general, that you're getting screwed over by white people. No, it's not true in the least. In the least. I'll give you an example right here. This is a, a professional basketball game in Cleveland. LeBron James used to play for the Cleveland Cavaliers. As a matter of fact, he's from Cleveland. right? So he leaves and he ends up uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers are in town yesterday, I believe it was. LeBron James is playing. And apparently there's a guy in the stands wearing a t-shirt that says, LeBron James is a racist. Oh, then he changed his shirt to, LeBron is a narcissist. Then uh, he also had two other shirts, one with sexual innuendo, probably go F yourself and be the sexual innuendo. But then, see, it always has to go way too far. You want to call somebody names who's making $100 million a year, I whatever. I mean, it's, I don't know that LeBron James is a racist. Maybe he is. Oh, I he's very racist, think, yes. Oh, is he hates oh, white people? God, yeah. Who do you think pays you all your money there, LeBron? He doesn't where, care. Where are you making all that money from? Oh, he doesn't care. Okay. No. Well, uh, apparently uh, this guy went after LeBron James' mother, who mm-hmm. lives, I believe, still at well, least part-time in Cleveland. Well, you can't do that, no. You can call LeBron a well, piece of crap all you want, because he is, but leave his mom alone. Yeah, he is not a good person, is he? No. I don't know. Why, why in 2021 have we gone all the way back to let's use race like we did in the 60s? 50s. Let's do that. Yeah. yeah the fifth, although that was hideous back in the 50s. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, what good can come from taking a group of people and, and, and separating them by their skin color? It has never worked in history, ever. And yet you're doing it again. And it's white people doing it to white people. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. I you know and it, it, it must why. be a money thing. It must be a money thing, or it is a money, or thing. it you're assuaging your guilt feelings for you know having some money or being successful for whatever reason. You know, yeah. I, you know, I I don't see. I I guess I don't see um, uh, black people or people of color. Anybody doesn't matter what color you are, brown, black, right. you know, yellow, whatever. If you've been successful. You know, I don't see them looking back and say, "Geez, you know, I man, I feel I feel uncomfortable that I've been successful." You know, no. because everybody who is successful has worked hard for it. It isn't like you, you haven't worked hard for it, Tom. And we've all worked hard. You know, I know. You know, burnt the candle at both ends, thrown away. You know, I know a lot of people have worked so hard they've thrown away two or three families because it's just been they've worked hard. They've been away from their family. They've 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 just have 
mm-hmm. gone away from the. It's a huge effort. And no one, but no, no, it's no, it's because I'm white. No, it isn't. It isn't. It no, isn't. it is not because you know? you're white. No. And the fact that everybody thinks that all white people grew up the same is idiotic. Yeah. It's ridiculous. White people are not all the same, not even close to all the same. It's like the same thing. Saying all black people are the same. They, they, exactly. I mean, they grow up in no, a variety of households, variety of belief systems and things like that. Yeah, it's, it's wrong. True. It's absolutely true. I just, I don't really, I, well, I do understand. It's again, it's like, we'll shut down the pipeline so people who gave me a lot of money to get elected can use their rail lines to make even more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will use black and brown and red and yellow people to make more money. I'll tell them, oh, my God, these white people are so horrible to you. And then, of course, all these other rich white people send them money to keep puking out that. Because you, you don't live in their neighborhood. You didn't grow up with them. They don't have a clue what the hell you're all about. Why you keep listening to media people, including me, but... <laughs> <laughs> careful. <laughs> Thin ice. Television. Yeah. yeah, be careful there, sweetie. <laughs> television newspapers. I'm not talking about the local news where, you know, Frank and Amelia are reporting the local news. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about these national television programs. All they do is puke out the hatred and the same the newspapers are even worse i mean look what happened to city pages started out as what the twin cities reader or the, were they different or did they absorb the twin cities reader something like that now they're completely out of business why because your newspaper was unreadable there was so much hatred in there you couldn't even read the damn thing because of, ah, this guy, that guy, did, did, did. grow up for Christ's sake. You don't like the guy, go over and punch him in the gut, and if he beats the piss out of you, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Right? Yeah, try, try again next time. So listen, you can wear the LeBron racist t-shirt if you want. I, I don't know anything about LeBron James. He's a supreme athlete. You can't take that away from me. He is a phenomenal athlete. Uh, narcissist, yes, there's no question he's a narcissist. But going after his mother, what the hell is wrong with you? Going after someone's mother can get you killed, pal. I'm I think not saying she LeBron James. Attention. She wanted attention. She didn't want that a, kind of attention. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was a woman that did it, too. And a guy did it, too, apparently. There was mm. a woman and a guy that did it. Actually, uh, the woman said, let me see if I can find this, uh, the quote. Oh, I don't see your picture on here anymore. But apparently she, yeah, she threatened to do physical harm. She said she was going to beat the piss out of LeBron James. And this is like a 55-year-old woman. Hmm. <laughs> While she's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> While she's smoking a cigarette, exactly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you couldn't kick LeBron's ass. I'm almost positive you couldn't, as a matter of fact. I'd be careful there. I'd be real careful yeah, there. Yeah, you would be, wouldn't you? Yeah, wouldn't well, you be very careful? He's not a small guy. You know, he, he's, 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 pumped oh, some, no. he's pumped some iron in his life. I mean, he's just a you know, big guy. Well, many, many, many years ago in Vegas, uh, we were out there, and LeBron James was in the same hotel we were, and he was up at the pool, and he kept doing cannonballs in the pool and spraying people that were just trying to get some sunshine and getting them all wet, and he just wouldn't stop doing it. Uh, and by the way, he has the word chosen in six-inch letters printed on his back. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, in any case. <laughs> oh, six-inch letters. Uh, a lot. That's a big back, kids. Oh, that's, oh I'm telling you, man. It, it said chosen across his back in like six-inch letters. Nice. And um, 
they said the manager came up and said, Mr. James, you can't do cannonballs because everybody's getting wet. Some people don't want to go in the pool. They just want to catch some sunshine and whatever. So he asked him very politely and very nicely to please stop doing that. And LeBron James replied, I do what I want. Mm. Well, aren't you just a great he's guy? He's the lord of the manor. Well, he's a narcissist. He absolutely... Yeah. Look, he's a phenomenal... He might be the greatest basketball player of all time. He might be. You know, it's going to be heresy. he or Michael Jordan. Heresy. Well, Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, Michael Jordan. <laughs> I know. You're absolutely, you're absolutely right. But I I just... Why would you care? Oh, really? I'm getting people... What? I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to do that. I, I guess I should have paid attention. No, no. It's all about him. Everything's about him. Yeah. So he is absolutely a narcissist. There's no question about that part. But a racist and going after his mother, I don't know what the sexual innuendo was. What are you doing, man? This guy's 49 years old, and he was booted from Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse without any charges or arrest because he's such a prick. Was he white or black? Why do you want... Was he a white guy I didn't or black say. guy? Oh. Uh, it doesn't show his picture, and it doesn't say if he was white or black. I don't, I don't know which. They showed the woman, but I don't see any pictures of the man. But, but it was a black oh, man doing that. Know. That... That means a lot. I, I think that, that really would I say, ooh, well, I wonder what, be, the, what, what the reasoning behind that was, you know. That's, so, you know, if it's a white guy, it's well, crazy white guy, crazy white guy. I'm just sort of, I, I, I just ignore it. But if it's a black man, I think, oh, maybe this man's got a point. I understand that. How about your buddy, uh, what the hell's his name again? Oh, yeah, Jesse Ventura. <laughs> How's he doing? I don't know. You see his latest, you see his latest deal now? No, he uh, Jesse Ventura is calling calling for a maximum income tax. That if you're very wealthy, you should pay almost all of it back as income tax. Oh. Now, I, I'd like to point out, Jesse, do you think it's a coincidence that you've already made all your money and you're done basically working? So you've already made all your money, so now it's time to tax everybody to death because you already got yours. Yeah. Well, I don't have a problem with Ugh. with taxing the shit out of a billionaire. I'm sorry. Well, I, I just don't think, it, especially fine. when they're evil, horrible people that are taking advantage of others to get that money. It's right. fine to say that. But what happens is, oh, well, geez, you know, yeah, that's going to be the millionaires. Oh, we're not getting enough money. We need a little bit more money. So that's going to be anybody that works. So that, uh, that's no. what they want. That's exactly how it is. It never stays, oh, it, we're just going to tax the rich people because they never define what rich people are. No. They never legally yeah, define what right. that is. There's no number associated with it. And they just move that bar. Yeah. That bar will go down as low that's as true. they possibly can push it because they just want money. Well, there is a bottom, though. It's whatever I make plus one dollar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly it, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know what the hell is wrong with people. You know, Jesse, like I said, Jesse, you you had a great career as a wrestler, a great career as an actor. Uh, you've had your own TV shows. You made a lot of money. You're, why don't you just shut up now? Yeah. You know, you're a 70-year-old man. Just let, calm down. Yeah. Get back at a radio. Not a bad radio guy, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but keep the beards, keep the keep the beads out of your beard and hair. You'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. you'll be fine. Well, that's a very good. That's a very good point, actually. <laughs> you know, I think the but the oh, idea of a flat tax, God. flat tax, boom, it's just flat tax. There's I no exemptions, it. no it. nothing. You made this, you pay this. Everything is completely simplified. Accounting accountants go out of business. Real simple. You write that check. Simple enough. Yeah, I, I, it's why I are they it. against that? Oh, because, tax? Yeah. because the tax the taxation is all about power. 
and the and, and, and its power and you know they can manipulate this in their own way for their own constituency and, and power and they're using it now oh we're going to attack we're gonna, these billionaires we're going to take all everything everything over two billion dollars we're just going to take you know and it's it is just you know that that's power that's just using that to say oh well, these rich people we're going to take from these rich people we're going to give to we're going to do the Robin Hood thing. You know that's what they're doing. You know, it's and it's a power exactly. thing. That the tax code is nothing but power. You eliminate huge chunks of power if you just make a flat tax. There you go. You do. We'll have to take a break in a second here. Come back with the last segment. But I just saw something. I might have to vomit during the break Uh-oh. because the man was my hero when I was a teenage boy. Uh, Alveda King is a little upset because people are comparing MLK. To Stacey Abrams. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> How oh, wow. is that? You know, Stacey Abrams is that black woman in Georgia that pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. She said she got screwed uh, in an election. It was okay for her to bitch about elections. Uh, apparently, other people can't, but she can. And Stacey Abrams' comparison to MLK Jr. is totally unfounded. That's from Alveda King, a family member. So she would probably know, I would guess. As a black woman talking about a black woman, I would have to lean toward Alveda. That's all I know. Yep. I don't know. Don't compare anybody to MLK. He he knew, and I heard this from many, 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 many people over the years, he knew he was not going to live very long talking the way he did. He knew somebody would kill him. And he was absolutely right. Ended up getting shot. Unfortunately, I, I loved MLK. He was so even keel. Uh, judge people by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. What a great thing to say. And now they just brush that aside like it never happened. The establishment doesn't want you to do that. No, they, they want don't. you hating your fellow citizens so you don't notice what they're doing. Your non-tribe That's members true. hate them. Yep, you gotta hate them. Don't, don't pay attention to us. We're not the bad guys. The bad guys are your neighbors. You gotta hate them. <laughs> God, what a world. We'll take a break, come back for that final segment right after this. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com because life is expensive enough. There are definitely things to avoid during a Minnesota winter, like licking a flagpole or waiting too long to replace that car battery. But number one on the list is taking a chance on your furnace. Hey, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, reminding you that a furnace clean and tune will improve efficiency, reliability, and peace of mind. Or maybe it's time to take advantage of Sabre's rebates and upgrade to an energy-efficient Bryant system. Don't take chances on your comfort. Visit SabreHeating.com. Sabre and Bryant. Whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer.
All right. I have to ask everybody on the show, um, did anybody see Saturday Night Live last weekend? I haven't seen Saturday Night Live since Chris Farley was on it. Yeah, that's, um, that's not a high point of my week. No. Yeah, no. For, for me, it was uh, all the way back to Christopher Guest and uh, that crew. That's the last time I watched. Saturday Night Live is the most unfunny thing I've ever seen. It's really Nowhere not. near as good as SCTV. It wasn't even close. No. Well, apparently some people are, are celebrating it and other people having a fit about it. Um, live from New York, it's a gay spectacle again. This is from USA Today, which is a very liberal newspaper. So and they're calling it a gay spectacle. At least that's how I felt watching John Krasinski and Peter Davison on Saturday Night Live of the weekend. The joke went like this. During Krasinski's opening monologue, the cast members kept interrupting to ask him about The Office, including lots of pen, uh, probing questions about Pam. That's when Davidson appeared on stage beside him. I think they really need for someone to be Pam, Davidson told Krasinski. I think we've got to give them what they want, Jim. I think you have to kiss Pam. So apparently uh, John Davidson, uh, what, is that his name, John? Pete Davidson. And John Krasinski kissed full-on and had this long, passionate kiss, apparently. Mixed reactions have flooded social media since. I didn't know that I needed to see Pete Davidson and John Krasinski kiss until I saw Pete Davidson and John Krasinski kiss. Uh, If you missed Pete Davidson and John Krasinski's kiss on SNL, well, you missed a cultural reset. Oh, now we're having cultural resets, are we? Uh, their Daily Beast writer, Kevin Fallon, feigned sarcasm. SNL this week, last week, every week, always and forever. The joke is it's two guys they kissed. Get it? It's hilarious. They're guys. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, then they start going after him pretty good. There's, it says, to be clear, there's nothing inherently wrong with John Davidson and Krasinski kissing in non-pandemic times. As a gay man, I, too, enjoy kissing men. Uh, what has that got to do with it? Look, I have a, a friend from he's from Bari, Italy. His name is Tino, and that's the way he grew up. So when Tino says goodnight to me, he kisses me on the lips. That's what he does. It's not a passionate thing. It's a friend thing. Why would they make such a big deal over a man kissing another man? It happens all the time. Is it, this is the 21st century. They're, they're acting, acting like they're living in the 19th century. I know. You know, you know, know. it's like they Calcutta was a long time ago where it was nude on stage and everything. This is two men kiss, so who cares? Well, does who, anyone exactly. care, or is this manufactured buzz to make you watch the show? It is. That's exactly what it is, Andy. I think they just manufactured buzz. We're not funny, so let's try to be trend setting or shocking or whatever yeah, it is. Exactly. You hire some people to tweet out a hashtag, and there you go. All of a sudden, you got a phenomenon, and everyone's watching next week. It isn't shocking. Uh, no. the, the, I don't. Maybe people don't understand this, but there are gay. There are gay couples, and they kiss. You know. Yeah. I, who you know, cares? Well, who cares? I'm just skeptical that anyone does care. Good. I think it's all fake. Oh, it is. It's absolutely all fake. I mean, really. All the outrage is fake. All the support is fake. It's all fake because it's Hollywood, and it it's all fake. Well, let me put it this way, uh, and I'm obviously not going to identify who it was, but Catherine and I were talking, and we had a friend over, and we're talking, it was time for me to go to work. So I went over to Catherine, as I always do, and I said, okay, honey, I'll see you later on, and I leaned down and I kissed her, right? Mm-hmm. And then Catherine told me later that her friend, a woman, said, oh, that's so sweet that you guys still kiss. 
You know, and that sad. just made me really sad that there. It is to me because husbands and wives who don't kiss anymore, husbands and husbands, wives and mm-hmm. wives. I will always kiss your mother good night. I will always kiss her good morning. And when I leave, I will kiss as long as she'll put up with it, I should oh, say. Yeah, I shouldn't say I'll always <laughs> yeah. do it. That's not how much garlic you had. That's all. Yeah, I got that yeah, this exactly. morning. <laughs> so there are plenty of people who don't kiss. So the people who do kiss, good for you. I'm happy for you. You know, if you don't kiss, that's your choice. Maybe your wife would like to and the husband doesn't do it. What, what do you think, Catherine? I, I think everybody just has to do their own thing. Yeah, exactly. This is not a big story. Like I said, my friend Tino, I've known him for 35 years, 40 years. And he's always, because he was born in Bari, Italy, he was used to it. So he, every, when he says goodbye to me, he kisses me on the lips. Do I? No. I'm, I'm, it's like, thanks, Tino. It's great. You know, it's his way of telling me he really, really cherishes our friendship. Why would I object to that? Well, and there's a lot of cultures that do a lot of kissing. Yeah, exactly. When I was in India, I was a lot of guys were walking around holding hands. Right. And I was like, oh. Whoa, there, whoa, whoa, you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Ah, no, I can't just, take that. Two guys I, holding I know, hands. I was just, oh, I, well, boy, I was just, you, oh, don't, you don't... You don't see that in America no, much. You don't, you don't no, see, you, don't. you know, no. you really don't see very many people holding hands in America. To tell you the truth, That's sometimes true. you see it, but there were a lot of guys holding hands and I asked the uh, I asked our tour guide about it and he said yeah that's just that's just something that we do here we just hold hands huh. with our friends interesting it's wonderful just how it is so and it's like oh, I was like okay I mean, I just didn't ex- I haven't seen it so well, there it, it was we, and it was just fine you came from a different culture you're seeing this yeah. all the time and you're saying well, you know it's it's, like, it's exact it's like the time I went to the restaurant on Melrose Avenue we go there on a Thursday night we're there, there, and Lindsay and I are having a, uh, a drink. I'm looking around a bunch of, you know, a bunch of tables with guys at, and I go, "Gee, it must be business night. These guys are having business meetings." And I look around and go, "Wait a second! All these guys were looking at each other with these big doe eyes. They're in love and all that sort of stuff." I said, "Wait all a right. second! It's all the gay guys here. They're having it's date night for them." So it's it's just yeah, you, you know you're projecting your I was projecting my heterosexuality on them, and I look and I look around and go, "Wait a second! That's wrong because these guys are, so." That's right. You know, and so you want right. to know about that because you, you know, you want to feel comfortable, understand what's going on. So if they would have said, "Oh, they're a bunch yeah. of gay guys," I go, "Well, good for them. God bless them." Exactly. This isn't making I sense. Think, I think to tell you the truth, in a way, I, as I look back at my childhood, there are some bad things about it, but there are some real breaks too, because we had, you know, hookers in the neighborhood, and I saw how sad they were when they'd come home, or strippers and that whole deal, and. There was a guy that lived a couple of blocks from us, and he told everybody, I'm a hermaphrodite. So I learned very young what a hermaphrodite was. I think that was a good thing for me, right? Because a- after that point, when I heard about her, now hermaphrodites, Ralph, is there is there a medical explanation of what a hermaphrodite is? Yeah, they're, they're part of, well. There are no human know, they, hermaphrodites. They, have, they, they, have, they, they can have sexual ambiguity. They may call themselves that, where their, their genitals aren't, you know, one way or the other right. all the way, or they might, you know, be a combination of that. Um, and the idea of having a chimera where you're, you know, half your cells are female, half your cells are male, that's right. really rare. I mean, There has really... never been a case of true hermaphroditism in humans. So those both sex organs? Yeah. Is that what that is? Well, both functional. Yeah. Both fun, yeah, both functional. You can kind of get yeah. caught in a you know halfway state, but it tends to make things not work either way. Yeah, it's not good. Right, yeah, generally it's not. And they're yeah, and, and 
amb- ambiguous sexu- sexual organs are just they, yeah they usually don't work they don't, they're half and half and they just don't work mm-hmm. and it's just not a it's not a positive situation no and so do you think that's why the man would tell everybody that he was a hermaphrodite because it, it didn't work and therefore it's like you know, if you don't see me with a woman or you don't see me with a man or whatever, it's because I'm a hermaphrodite. Yeah. I remember that when I was a little kid. Yeah, and he, he, and he was probably oh, ostracized. It was, he, they, people would turn their away from him just because he, it, was, it was, at that time, was repulsive to the majority of people. You now, what, may though, not how be. smart he was? How smart he was that from, from the time he came and, you know, and told everybody that was a situation, nobody ever bothered him again because the group of guys wouldn't let him. Just leave him alone. He's not doing anything to you. I mean, leave him alone. So you, It was a very smart move to tell everybody. You grew up, everybody was poor. Everybody yes. tolerated everybody else's sort of uh, That's beliefs. exactly right. Thoughts, yep. proclivities, and you just tolerated everything. You know? Oh, yep. J- Jim only hangs around with guys. Okay, we get it. We don't need to know any more about that. But don't bother Whatever. Jim. He's not bothering you. Is he coming on to you? No, let him alone. So Yeah, and I, I yeah. I don't know. It's it's a, it's a tolerance based on poverty. Yeah, it is a tolerance based on poverty, and that's why it does piss me off that that these people in the media and in Hollywood and in politics are using poor people of all colors, and they don't give a rat's ass about them. They oh you you've been held back for so long. It's just too bad white people did that to you. I mean, not me, but other white people did, and I feel really bad. You're making money off these people, you disgusting pig. That's it, right? Yep. Politicians are, you know, their power comes from money, and they're just using that to get as much money from whoever they can. So, So, I mean, don't – and then Saturday Night Live doing the – good. I don't know. I didn't see it, so was it supposed to be funny or something? How is that funny? The joke is, yeah, just two guys kissing. Uh Uh-huh. But that's not funny. (laughs) I know it's not funny. It's been happening for thousands of years. Who cares? Well, I think it's funny because it's two male celebrities, and when they're celebrities, it's different. Two gay celebrities have been together as a couple. Well, that's the first time. Rock Hudson, he he kind of liked the guys. I know. You know. Yes, he did. He did indeed. I don't know. Like I said, all of this stuff, this hatred that people, oh, my God, I hate this guy. Well, it's like, you know, uh, we talked about in the first segment. You know, listeners get ostracized because they're on the the same show I am. Those people don't know me. They have no idea what the hell I'm about. They assume that they, you know what they think? They really think that I'm some rich white guy. That's what they think. And that's why they're so so bold with this, that, and the other thing. Well, I'm here to tell you, uh, I'm in radio. The rich guys are the guys <laughs> that, you know, uh, are not in radio. Okay, so settle down. Yeah, you're not rich. Uh, you, you, you've you been successful. No. But you ain't rich, yeah. Tom. Uh, I, I've had a, you know, been around some rich yeah. people, and you ain't rich. Well, the thing I don't get about oh, this whole not... eat the rich movement is they never right. talk about celebrities, for one. They never talk about singers or actors nope. or any of the, right. those or kinds athletes. of people. Or athletes. They never talk about athletes, even though these people are making $20 million a year to throw a ball around. And yep. But somehow some rich people are okay, no matter how rich they are. But other rich people who are actually less rich than the first group are not okay. 
It doesn't make any sense. No movement makes any sense. They don't have like <laughs> to a, generalize that. They don't have a goal. They don't. Yeah, it, it's basically just a bunch of people who are mad and haven't even written down their thoughts. They just want to be mad. It's really funny about that. I just thought of something that <clears throat> that over the years. Uh, when people have st- stood up for me or defended me or whatever, I would always send them a message or call them and say thank you. I appreciate the fact that you that you defended me because it is not true. So thank you for that. Uh, but I will tell you this: all of the people that I have defended over the years, and maybe I shouldn't have, uh, you know, Al Franken among them, and there are several other ones. After defending them, saying, "Look, I don't like them. They're not my kind of people." But what you're accusing them of is just not true. Not one of them has ever reached out to thank me. Not one of them. Because they're that kind of people. Yeah. I'm in it for the money. I'm not in it for you telling telling everybody that I, I'm not a bad guy or whatever. It's, the money is all that matters to these people. It's disgusting. Disgusting. Yep. It, it, it's all about money and power. Yep, and more is. money than so power. Whatever. Yeah, that money, money, money. How much money do you need to be happy for Christ's sake? How much money do you need now? Does it have to be hot five hundred million? Is that is that how much it is now? You have to have well, you know, well that's what they're gonna they're gonna say how much money you can have to be happy, and we're gonna take the rest. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Well, that's true. Yeah, you're right about yeah. that. And that's and that's just all flawed because then it just you know you're not gonna be that rich. You know, oh, everything over a billion dollars, you know, we're gonna take. No, you're not because it's gonna be someplace no, else. No, they're not. It's gonna be someplace else. Well, yeah, as soon else. as they pass a law like that, everyone with that much money is going to leave the country. Yeah, they're not gonna even be here anymore. All right, that's going to do it for another Tuesday. Damn good show, I thought. You guys did a magnificent job. You're nice to yeah, say. Yes. Thank you. We'll talk to you later.